Hello, hello, everybody. Hello, BPDers and everybody else that is listening. Welcome back to the D, the BPD Book Club. And we are focusing on chapter one of the Dialectical Behaviour Therapy Skills Workbook, read by your girl, Danny De Silves. And I want to kick off today again with a quick summary. So Monday, we talked about radical acceptance, accepting a moment that we're in, which is causing us pain. And when we accept it, we are able to decrease those overwhelming emotions that we feel, which then leads us on to what we learned on Tuesday, which is distractions from our self-destructive behavior. Yesterday, we talked about creating our own distraction plan. So a list of 10 things that we can do to make us feel um, emotionally calm, kind of eradicate all those horrible emotions so that we can go back and deal with that initial situation. Today, we're focusing on self-soothing using the senses. Now, self-soothing is something that parents teach us or our guardians teach us. And a lot of us guys, us BPDs, have not had the best upbringing. So that means a lot of times we have been neglected with our emotional needs. Before we dive in today, I was doing some of my work and I was thinking, okay, so I actually mentioned it in the in the group today and that was I feel really distressed the most in the morning. So I've noticed I'll wake up in the morning and I have like a certain ritual, a certain routine that I like to do. And I didn't realize what that routine was until until today. For example, people will always say what they do in the mornings. Oh, I wake up and I like stumble over to the kettle. And I was thinking, what do I do in the mornings? But I do the exact same thing every day. And because it has become a habit, I kind of forget it's just drilled in there subconsciously. So my habits in the morning, I wake up. Um, I check my emails in case there's anything exciting, in case someone's, I don't know, transferred me 25 Ugandan, 25,000 Ugandan dollars. I'm joking. Um, and then I would head over, obviously go for a morning pee, um, possibly address my uh, hair situation because my hair is crazy in the morning. I just tie it back, scrape it off my face. Then I head over into the kitchen. And what I have been doing is... I was always forgetting when to take my meds. And what I've managed to create is a ritual where I make myself coffee and I have a bulletproof coffee. So it's coffee, loose coffee, and then you blend it with either cream or full fat butter in a blender and then you drink it and it tastes absolutely amazing and it's got lots of fats in which is good for your brain because our brains need fats to run despite what um, the cholesterol hype thing going on at the moment states we need lots of fats for our brains to function then I will sit down I will start drinking my cup of coffee and then the next thing I do is take out my journal so I have been doing a daily gratitude journal and it's exactly the same one that Tim Ferriss uses and I have just followed the exact same questions so in the morning I write myself a little quote And I have a set of like tarot cards, but kind of affirmation cards. So I will shuffle one, I'll draw one at random, write that down, think about it for a little bit, sip some more coffee. And then the next subheading I write down is, oh gosh, I've completely, because I've completely forgotten and I do this every single day and I should know, but it's shut off because it's like subconsciously there inside my brain. But then I talk about um, three things at minimum I'm grateful for. 
and usually it's first thing in the morning I that's when the panic sets in so I think okay so what have I done this morning that's made me feel good or what did I think about so it could be I'm grateful for coffee I'm grateful for a great friend that I spoke to the night before or I'm just grateful to have a shrimp tank so I have two shrimp inside this little fish tank and I watch them and that really helps to calm me down the next thing I do is talk about three things that would make today great. So that's kind of like my to-do list. And I write down three of the most important things. Because when I wake up in the morning, I always think, oh my gosh, this is really important for me to do. And if I write it down, I feel like my panics have, have released a little bit. And then the next one I do is a an affirmation type thing. And I use some more affirmation cards. I pull three at random and I write them down if they, they resonate with me. And that could be, I am strong. I am intelligent. I am ready to be whoever I want to be today. And then I finish my coffee and then I take my meds. And I've noticed that the mornings that either I'm up early for whatever reason, if I have an early shift at work, if I don't get chance to even boil that cup of coffee, I completely forget about my gratitude journal and then I completely forget about taking my meds. So there has been times in the mornings where I think, oh my God, I've not even taken my meds. And it hasn't hit me until half two in the afternoon. And what I'm trying to get at is that we do things subconsciously without realizing, but I didn't always have that habit of writing in a gratitude journal or even making myself a cup of coffee. And when I realized that I've built a habit, I thought, hang on, I read a book in the past. So there's a book, I will post the Amazon link to it if you're interested. It's called The Power of Habit. And it's an extra bit of material that you should read to help you really make a, a good positive change in your life. So it's about why we do what we do and how to change. And it's written by Charles Duhigg or Duhigg. I'm not too sure how you pronounce his name. I probably butchered that completely. But it basically talks about the power of habit. What are habits, how we build habits, and also how we deconstruct habits and stop doing them. And I don't want to like go too far in the book and ruin it for anybody. But it basically talks about we have a cue, and then we have a routine, and then we have a reward. So I have been focused over the past roughly year now is trying to clear up my brain fog and have a better mental cognition cognitive ability and to just hack my brain so I have been listening to Dave Asprey's podcast about brain hacking and reading his bulletproof diet plan so that's where the coffee idea came from and when I had that coffee I the first time I had it in the morning I immediately felt um what's the word I felt very pres prestige in my kitchen I was like yes I have coffee that all the CEOs have this is what they do in the morning and I have proper cafe coffee what I would go to get from Starbucks and I feel very enlightened in that moment so I get a reward from that that cue makes me feel good and when I feel good, I feel more happy in myself and then I can relax and if I relax I think okay Okay, let me write down a list of three things I've got to do today, which I write in my journal. And because I'm not as stressed, it's easy for me to write a quick step-by-step -step of what I need to do, what's the most important thing to do, and kind of go from there. And then I think, okay, so I've got to take my meds. And that's a routine I've built. And today in the Discord channel, what I was discussing is that the mornings that I can't have my routine, I feel crappy. And I've noticed over the past couple of days that in the morning I have my coffee, then I'll go and get ready, have a shower, clean my teeth, breakfast, whatever it may be. And then I can start my day from home because I work from home predominantly. And then I feel so much better. But the days that I don't have that routine, it messes me up. And what I'm trying to get at is 
we can build habits to read old DBT books. We can get habits to use radical acceptance. For example, you could have read page 10 that we covered a couple of days ago, which is all about radical acceptance. And you are going to forget in that moment to have those statements where you say to yourself, I can't change what already has happened. This is how it's supposed to be. Fighting the past only blinds me to my present. Because we forget about those things. We haven't built that habit up. So it's easy for us to slip back into our self-destructive ways. Now, I have talked about you doing a pleasurable activity every single day. And by doing these pleasurable activities, head over to the Discord channel and you'll see there is the pleasurable activity generator that I have created for you. So it's on the channel on the left-hand side. Go check it out. And every time I do something that's on that list, it makes me feel good. And I always think, okay, so I've decided I'm going to paint my nails because the list told me to, the generator told me to. Now I feel more mindful and I'm still linking that DBT um, processes that we have been learning and that's helping me. So right now, what I have noticed is I'm always hitting 9pm. I'm up here doing the podcast, doing the audiobook for you guys, reading it out, talking about it. And that is a good reward for me because I know that I'm helping someone. People are listening to what I'm saying and it's helping them. And it's also helping me and I get a good reward. So I want you to start thinking about how can you give yourself this routine to get radical acceptance into your head? And that is you've got to start doing it on a daily basis. You have to force it and it doesn't come easy. Now, habits are formed because we feel good. For example, gambling, it's that rush of adrenaline. We will smoke, we will drink. and in the habit book, it did talk about a lady that had a gambling addiction. And in the end, she went to court. And basically what was said was, when you have built that habit process in your brain, it's really hard to unlive it. Now, a great theory, which is also mentioned in this book, is a chronic sleepwalker. Really unfortunate story. But this man, he sleepwalks quite a lot. And his wife is aware of this because he's been doing it for, say, the past 12 years they've been married. But on one particular night, he had a dream where his wife, he was he was punching someone. He was trying to fight someone. And then he woke up and he had realised that he had had beaten up his wife in his sleep and obviously she had passed away. Now it had gone to court and he was very sorrowful and it turned out he didn't get charged and the reason for that was because he didn't have control over his actions because he was living out a habit. Now his habit was sleepwalking, it's a habit he has, but he wasn't conscious. So what we're talking about here is habits. We It's like a programme that we run. And that's when we feel like we don't have control over these things. We don't feel we have control over our anger sometimes when we are arguing with someone. We don't have control over our emotions when we have a, a bad situa situation that we're having to deal with. And that's because we are running on a certain program. But we created that program somehow. We just have to learn how to recreate it. So what I would recommend is if you can pick up the Power of Habit book, it's great to read to understand. And you can think, okay, how can I at least make sure if I don't, um, I don't know, do my radical acceptance review every single morning, I can at least come here in the Discord channel and pay attention for just 20 minutes. And you have to set up a reward, an emotional reward for that. So I'm going to go in to the next part of the book that was a nice 10 minute introduction wasn't it that book is truly amazing it was my bath book what I've developed now is every time I'm in the bath because I read so many books in the bath if I'm bathing I'm like oh this feels awkward I need to have a book and 
I've built a habit, so now I don't like to read actual physical books unless I'm in the bath, which is crazy. So even by having my DBT book open right now on my desk, in my head, I'm kind of like, okay, water, water. I need to be in some water right now. I need to have a shower after this. It's a weird little habit routine that I've built in my brain. And you can really hack your brain to make it work better for you. So let's dive in to, where did we get up to yesterday? There we go. Distra oh, no, we went past that. We did our distraction plans, didn't we, guys? We did. So today we are on page 23. And we are going to get to page 28. Now, this section is my favourite because by the end of this little bit of audio that you're going to listen to, you can understand how you can put yourself together a little, a little kind of... Um, a pack that you can take around, something physical, which is going to adhere to all of your senses for your self-soothing. So I want to give you an example of something that I have so that when I read this out, you can really understand where it came from and you can think about doing it yourself. Let me just take a quick sip of water. Give me two seconds. So inside my handbag, no matter where I go, I always make sure I have this little tiny, I think it was an old makeup bag. You can use like a pencil case, whatever you want. But you want to have a little holder and, in, and you want to make it special and feel like a luxury item. And inside this, I have a, a variety of items. I have a little notepad, a pen, like it's really, really dinky, this notepad and pen. I can write things down and that's why I have my distraction plan written on it. I have a small bottle of incense um, of essential oils that I like to sniff. And I think I'm using, it's either spearmint or peppermint. I've recently changed it. So, and then I have that. I have some lip gloss. I have some hand cream. I have a nail file. And the reason for these things, oh, and also some chewing gum. And this is something which is going to hit all of my senses. So if I feel distressed and I need to soothe myself, because these are quite normal items for me to use, no one bats an eyelid and I can use them. And immediately I've built that cue and that reward to myself where I think, okay, it's fine. I'll just get out my chewing gum, chew my chewing gum, file my nails, put my lip gloss on, and I'm going to feel good. So this is going to make more sense as we go along. So read with me, page 23. Relax and soothe yourself. Now that you've learned some healthy and effective ways to distract yourself when you become overwhelmed with painful emotions, you need to learn new ways to help soothe yourself. Remember, these next skills will give you the second step in your plan to distract, relax and cope. The activities in this section will help you relax. Then, later in this book, you'll learn specific skills to cope with problematic situations. These will include emotional, regulational skills, mindfulness skills and interpersonal effectiveness skills. Learning to relax and soothe yourself is very important for many reasons. When you're relaxed, your body feels better. It also functions in a healthier way. In a state of relaxation, your heart beats more slowly and your blood pressure is reduced. Your body is no longer in a state of constant emergency, preparing to either confront a stressful situation or run away from it. As a result, it's easier for your brain to think of healthier ways to cope with your problems. Included here are some simple relaxation and soothing activities that utilise your five senses of smell, sight, hearing, taste and touch. These activities are meant to bring you a small amount of peace in your life. 
So if one of these activities doesn't help you feel relaxed or makes you feel worse, don't do it. Try something else. And remember, each one of us is different. For example, some people will become more relaxed by listening to music and others will find that taking a hot bubble bath works for them. As you explore this list, think about what works best for you and be willing to try something new if it sounds exciting. Now that little bit of the sentence there, I want to really address that. If you think you want to do something in your self-soothing type of plan, make sure it's exciting. Don't just do it because everyone in the chat says they're going to do it. If it doesn't excite you, don't do it. Always do things that makes you feel good. So let's talk about sense of smell. Smell is a very powerful sense that can often trigger memories and make you feel a certain way. Therefore, it's very important that you identify smells that make you feel good, not bad. Here are some ideas. You can burn scented candles or incense in your room or house. Find a scent that's pleasing to you. Wear scented oils, perfume or cologne that makes you feel happy, confident or sexy. Cut out perfume cards from magazines and carry them with you in your handbag or wallet. Go somewhere where the scent is pleasing to you, like a bakery or a restaurant. Bake your own food that has a pleasing smell, like chocolate chip cookies. Buy fresh cut flowers or seek out flowers in your neighbourhood. Hug someone whose smell makes you feel calm. Now, when I'm at home... I like to burn scented candles. I've also noticed that if I have a certain type of perfume and when I put it on, I feel sexy and I feel confident and I feel like I'm the best version of me. So I have two types of perfumes. I have obviously my going out perfume and then I have a, a recently new perfume that I discovered that I was bought for Christmas, which I originally first smelt when I was in a spa. It was like spa branded perfume. And obviously I was in that relaxation mode and I smelt the perfume and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the utter relaxation feeling ever. So now I have that perfume and I spray that on myself in the morning and it lasts throughout the day. It's a perfume which I can smell on myself and it's it's so good. It's I think it's called Cordelie, Cordelie. It's a rose perfume. It smells beautiful. And that really helps reset my brain to feel relaxed. And also you can see where I carry that bottle of essential oils and the idea is from the sense of smell. For example, I can be in a car and I can just quickly get out my peppermint oil and <clears throat> sniff it and it wakes my brain up because it's a nice menthol smell, gives me that concentration and it soothes me. Self-soothing using your sense of vision. Vision is very important to humans. In fact, a large portion of our brain is devoted solely to our sense of smell. The things you look at can often have very powerful effects on you, for better or for worse. That's why it's important to find images that have a very soothing effect on you. And again, for each person, it comes down to individual taste and preference. So let's take a look at these. You can go through magazines and books and cut out pictures that you like make a collage of them to hang on your wall, or keep some of them with you in your handbag or wallet to look at when you're away from home. Now, you don't have to always cut images out. You can save a folder on your mobile phone, say on your Instagram folders, somewhere where you can return to where you have some nice images. Now, I also have some really cute images of really adorable cute animals saved on my phone. And when I feel a little bit overwhelmed and stressed... So we get out my smartphone and take a look at some cute dogs and cute kittens. 
Next, you can find a place that's soothing for you to look at, like a park or a museum. Or find a place of a picture that's soothing for you to look at, like the Grand Canyon. Now, if I'm searching a, an image, it would be the Lincoln Cathedral, because that's where I'm originally from, and the cathedral is just, it's beautiful to me. Go to a bookstore and find a collection of photographs or paintings that you find relaxing, such as the nature for photographs of Ansel Adams. Draw or paint your own picture that's pleasing to you. Carry a picture or photograph of someone you love, someone you find attractive or someone you admire. Some other ideas is to stare at whatever pets you have at home. Now, like I said before, I have a shrimp tank, so I always stare at my shrimp tank and that helps um, soothe me. It really does. And what I've noticed as well, my sense of vision, I've managed to put in filing my nails. So then I can focus on my nails and I'm focusing in on the nail file. And that sense of vision um, just helps to calm me down. It takes me out of my emotions momentarily. Self-soothing using your sense of hearing. If you are someone that loves ASMR, then this is for you. Now, certain sounds can soothe us. Listening to gentle music, for example, may be relaxing. In fact, this entire chapter was written while listening to classical music. However, each one of us has our own tastes, and you have to find out what works best for you. Use these examples to identify the sounds that help you relax. So let's have a listen to some of these. You can listen to soothing music. This can be classical, opera, oldies, new age, Motown, jazz, Celtic, African or anything else that works for you. It might be music with singing or without. So go to a music store that lets you listen to music before you buy it and listen to a wide range of genres to determine what helps you to relax. If you have a portable radio or an MP3 player, carry it with you to listen to music when you're away from home. Now, let's just address how old is this book? Uh, there is not a music store anymore. It's just That just doesn't exist, does it? So it's great to have a Spotify playlist. If you have Spotify or if you have some um, songs saved on your phone, whatever it may be, I go, I have, I think it's Soundscapes for Gaming. It's a playlist I found on Spotify and also Electronic con electronic Concentration. They're two playlists that I always head over to when I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit kind of emotionally like jagged around the edges and they really help to soothe me. It's like an ambient type genre and it's just amazing. It really is. You can listen to books on tape or compact discs. So audio books would be great. Um, and it says here, many public libraries will let you borrow books on tape. And that's not really, I don't think you can do that. Maybe you can, it's just not a thing anymore. Sometimes just listening to the sound of someone talking can be very relaxing. Again, keep some of these recordings with you in your car or loaded into your portable stereo. Now, I can't go to sleep at night unless I hear people talking. It must be, it's definitely some trauma, trauma, some attachment trauma I've got going on there. I used to fall asleep to music and I thought that was great, but there's something about hearing a voice at night which really calms me down. And my boyfriend hates it. He really does. I used to have a phase where if my brain was so erratic at night and I was currently learning Chinese, I would have a Chinese um, language playlist on YouTube playing at night and in my head before I go to sleep I was practicing my Chinese and that made me feel like because my brain was just thinking about thousands of things at once and 
trying to translate Chinese words for when to sleep was somehow relaxing. I had no idea, but it wasn't relaxing for my boyfriend. So I had to throw that one out the window. And what I do now is I listen to um, horoscopes. They seem to be quite good. Every voice is very soothing. So I listen to, I think I listen to Rich Loop or Eat, Read, Love over on YouTube. I just listen to my horoscope. I don't really take it in, but it's soothing. Spiritual Awakening, a lady there. I can't remember her actual name, but she's fantastic. And she has the best voice for falling asleep to. She really does. So, yeah, that helps me go to sleep. Music, meditation or music just hasn't worked. I listen to meditation or music throughout the day. So maybe I address that as keeping my brain alert and not relaxing. Next, you can turn on the television and just listen. Find a show that's boring or sedate. Not something like Jerry Springer, because that may get you angry. But sit in a comfortable chair or lie down and then close your eyes and just listen. Make sure you turn the volume down to a level that's not too loud. Years ago, there was a show on public television featuring a painter named Bob Ross. We all know who Bob Ross is. If you don't, you need to go, you need to find out. ASAP. His voice was so soothing and relaxing that many people reported falling asleep while watching him. So find a show like this that will help you to relax. Bob Ross is, he's such a guy, he really is. And yes, he, you can fall asleep listening to him. It's amazing. You can listen to a gentle talk show on the radio. Remember a gentle talk show, not something that's going to make you angry or upset. Stay away from political talk shows and the news. So it gives some examples here, but I don't think they exist anymore. So there is one called, I I think it's Pillow Talk over on Spotify. And then I think it's Talking You to Sleep. And it's literally just a guy that has a monotonal voice. And he just talks about anything. I don't remember what he talks about because he does send me to sleep a lot of the time. Obviously, that's his intention. He knows that. So he just talks to you about Game of Thrones or what he did in the day. And his voice just puts you in a nice slumber. Open your window and listen to peaceful sounds outside. Or if you live in a place without relaxing sounds outside, go visit a place with relaxing sounds, such as a park or a forest. Listen to a recording of nature sounds, such as birds and other wildlife. You can often buy these in a music store, or you can head over to Spotify, and there's plenty of nature background um, playlists that you can listen to. Listen to a white noise machine. So white noise is a sound that blocks out other distracting sounds. You can buy a machine that makes white noise with circulating air, or you can turn on a fan to block out distracting sounds. Other white machine noises have have other sounds recorded on them, such as birds, waterfalls, rainforests, and many people find these machines very, very relaxing. You can listen to the sound of a personal water fountain. These small electronic fountains can be bought in most department stores and many people find the sound of the trickling water in their homes to be very soothing. I have a humidifier. After I read this, I went out and got myself one. So I have a humidifier. I set it to high and it's right next to me when I'm going to sleep and I can hear the water trickling every now and then and I can hear it working and that is really soothing and also I put inside there some sweet orange essential oil and then I get a nice smell of oil and that helps to calm me down too. Okay, listen to ASMR if you want to. Let's head over to taste. Now remember I said that I carry gum around with me? 
There we go. This is one of the reasons why. So taste is also a very powerful sense. Our tongue has distinct regions of taste buds on it to differentiate flavours and tastes of food. These sensations can also trigger memories and feelings. So again, it's important that you find the tastes that are pleasing to you. However, if eating is a problem for you, such as eating too much, now I've been there, I totally understand, binging, purging or restricting what you eat, then you need to talk to a professional counsellor about getting some help for yourself. Now, I have grown up with an eating disorder and that's something that is clearly going to be lodged in my brain, possibly for the rest of my life. If I don't plan to eat, if I don't physically write down what I'm going to have in the day or someone like a friend makes a big deal about going out for something to eat, I, I won't eat. It's just not something that my brain wants to do. Um, I value everything else over eating. So if anyone wants to talk about that, you can hit me up. I'm happy to chat. If the process of eating can make you upset or nervous, use the other senses to calm yourself down. But if food does soothe you, use some of these suggestions. You can enjoy your favourite meal, whatever it is. Eat it slowly, like really, really slowly, so you can enjoy the way it tastes. Now, a great hack for this is to put behind your back your dominant hand so let's say that you would normally eat with your right so you have your fork in your right or this is the hand that you write with you place the hand behind your back and you use the other hand to eat and every time you take a mouthful you put your fork down and you carry on chewing and all of a sudden you are tuning into eating so you actually chew enough time so that you don't get that horrible feeling when food's not quite small enough going down your your um, esophagus and it's better for your digestive system and also you can taste things a bit differently you can really enjoy the taste you're tuned in and the textures and broccoli is a fantastic one to try that out with carry lollipops gum or other candy with you to eat when you're feeling upset gum is like the most easiest one now I don't want you to draw attention to yourself if you're out in public or with a friend or say you're a passenger in a car with your friend and if you are having a stressful moment it's just easy to get some gum out and chew it so this is the reason why I have picked gum I can't I can't go out and enjoy my favorite meal when I'm anxious at four o'clock in the morning because I don't live in New York or central London so I don't have that privilege drink something soothing such as tea coffee or hot chocolate and practice drinking it slowly so you could enjoy the way it tastes and that's what I've adapted in my mornings I have a nice amazing coffee with coffee syrup so it tastes a bit like salted caramel and yeah that really calms me down in the morning suck on an ice cube or an ice pop especially if you're feeling warm and enjoy the taste as it melts in your mouth buy a piece of ripe and juicy fresh fruit and then eat it slowly so have a night have a think about what you could do which uses your sense of taste to help soothe you self-soothing using your sense of touch we often forget about our sense of touch and yet we're always touching something such as the clothes we are wearing or the chair that we're sitting in our skin is a large organ and it's completely covered with nerves that carry feelings to our brain. Certain tactile sensations can be pleasing, like petting a dog, while other sensations are shocking or painful in order to communicate danger, like touching a hot stove. Again, each of us prefers different sensations and you have to find the one that is most pleasing for you. Here are some suggestions. 
carry something soft or velvety in your pocket to touch when you need to, like a piece of cloth. Luckily for me, I have a velvet sofa and I will just pet it like as if it's an animal when I'm feeling stressed. Take a hot or cold shower and enjoy the feelings of the water falling on your skin. Take a warm bubble bath or a bath with scented oils and enjoy the soothing sensations on your skin. Get a massage. Many people who have survived physical and sexual abuse do not want to be touched by anyone. That is understandable. But not all types of massage require you to take off your clothes. Some techniques, such as traditional Japanese shiatsu massage, simply require you to wear loose-fitting clothing. A shoulder and neck massage received while seating in a massage chair can also be done without removing any clothes. If this is a concern for you, ask the massage therapist what kind of massage would be best to have whilst you are wearing your clothes. You can massage yourself. Sometimes just rubbing your own sore muscles is very pleasing. Next, you can play with your pet. Owning a pet can have many health benefits. Pet owners often have lower blood pressure, lower cholesterol levels and reduced risk for heart disease. And they experience other general health improvements. In addition, playing with your pet and stroking the animal's fur or skin can provide you with a soothing tactile experience. If you don't have a pet, consider getting one. Or if you can't afford one, visit a friend who has a pet or a volunteer at your local animal shelter where you can play with the rescued animals. Now, I would love to have a cute little furry pet. Unfortunately, I have two shrimp and I can't really cuddle those. So that's definitely out of the option for me. And the last one is wear your most comfortable clothes, like your favourite worn-in t-shirt, baggy sweatsuit or old jeans. So let's take a moment just to, just to reflect on that last little bit. Sometimes we underestimate how uncomfortable and restrictive clothing can really be. If you work in a job where you have to look smart, a lot of the times your clothing will be tailored towards your body shape and it can almost feel like you are cocooned in to that clothing. So if If you are feeling stressed, you know, take off your restrictive clothing, walk around naked if you want to in your own house or by all means, Uh, but put on something which is a bit slack like sweats, like sweatpants, a sweat jumper a long baggy t-shirt and that really makes a difference or comfy socks and comfy slippers really really does help and we forget about that so this can be added into your distraction plan so I have a separate distraction plan and then I have my self-soothing plan and it depends on how I feel so in my little makeup bag I have hand cream so I like to take out my hand cream smell it so that hits my my nasal my uh, sense of smell and then I'm rubbing that into my hands and that's my sense of touch and that helps to soothe me before that I have a nail file and the sound of the nail file really calms me down because I'm listening to it and also I'm looking at filing my nails and that helps too for the visual aspect and then I will sniff um, some essential oils or I can smell say my lip gloss and then I have my gum as well and I keep those in my pocket at all times if it's not in my pocket it's close to me in my handbag and I get those things out if I feel like if I'm in the moment where I feel like I need a hug and also if I hit that childlike state and that's a common thing for us guys with BPD is that sometimes we digress back to a previous age and that's A theory that I have is that we digress back to that age where when the trauma happened 
So for me, I would go back to possibly being, I would say, eight years old. And that would be when I moved away from my hometown and I was split up from my from my father. So that is that will be the start of my trauma. There obviously would have been trauma before that because um, attachment traumas is happens in the first 12 months of your life. But that's what I can remember. So I digress back to that age, I think. And that's when I would talk to people in a slightly childish way or I'll have childlike behaviours and gestures. So be very mindful of that. Be very, very mindful of that. Okay, so we are going to end that there. So yes, as a quick summary, if you are feeling slightly, I don't know, you've digressed back to your childlike behaviours, that is a good time to use your self-soothing techniques. Or if you're feeling very sad, a bit like a bit whiny, where you're like, oh, I really need a hug. Or if you really want to have interaction with an adult at that time, that is a great plan for self-soothing. So take self-soothing as if you want to give yourself a hug, you're feeling a bit mopey and you would just love someone to be, are you okay? Do you want to have a quick chat? If you feel like you would benefit from getting a hug from someone, that's when to use your self-soothing techniques. If you feel like you are emotionally overwhelmed, you can feel rage burning up and you feel like you are going to be very, very sad to the point where you're slightly depressed, then I would say go for your distraction plan. So make a list of both of these if you want to, or just have something physical with you at all times and get used to that. So as well as having your pleasurable activity homework, I want you to get used to having something around you at all times, which just kind of knocks out one of the senses. So for the next couple of days, when you come home from work, probably light a scented candle and think, what does it mean when you light that candle? Your self soothing yourself or just for three days have a bath with lots of bubbles lots of bubble bath or essential oils something which is going to help with your senses so guys tomorrow we are going to we're going to finish we're going to have our relaxation plan so that's basically going to going to help us use all of our soothing skills so tomorrow i think it's best that we leave these until tomorrow because I want you to think about it now for tonight or the rest of the day what type of things you have around you which will activate your senses that calm you down so I know that if I had all of this talk to give you today and you put together your own plan you might rush it so I just want you to have a think what is your normal routine like so at the start of the talk I was mentioning the power of habits so what do you already have in your close vicinity say at home or in your possession that you can use which doesn't feel uncomfortable. So I'm not saying go out and buy a new bottle of perfume. I'm saying what smells do you have in your house that makes you feel like... okay, I feel good. It could be a small bottle of perfume. It could be that you have a certain air freshener or or something, whatever it is. I want you to start thinking about it and get that ready for tomorrow, which is when we create our relaxation plan. So today, all you have to do for your homework is review the pleasurable activity generator in the Discord chat and have a relaxing night and focus on what's the first thing that comes into your head when I say soothe yourself and have a relaxing night. Do something that's relaxing. Whatever pops into your head, I want you to start doing it and I want you to think what senses that covers. So for me, I always think, okay, a book whilst reading the book whilst I'm in a big, hot, bubbly bubble bath. 
So I know straight away I've got physical touch, I have smell, um, I have everything apart from taste. Um, I don't drink my bath water. Maybe you do. That's another story. Okay, guys, so I'm going to leave you with that. Tomorrow, we're going to pick up at the bottom of page 28 and create a relaxation plan. And that will be for Friday. And then we have ended the chapter. That's going to give you Saturday and Sunday off. And we, we will take it from there. So thank you so much for listening. You guys have been amazing. I've been following your stories inside the chat. And honestly, guys, I'm overwhelmed with the support that you're giving each other. And I know there's a couple of lurkers and that's okay as well. If you're a lurker, you are still amazing. You don't have to share your story. You don't have to interact at all. As long as you take part in the reading and you are trying out these activities, you actually do them you're going to make a difference with your with your bpd diagnosis so until the next recording guys have an amazing day or night wherever you are and i will speak to you again tomorrow all the best to you bye bye